The Tea Health Show, medical lifestyle show. Good morning. I'm Dr. Mark um, in studio, as always, for producer Simpiwe. Morning, Sims. Morning. Are you well? I'm awesome. How are you? Good, thank you. And my right hand and co-presenter, Sister Elise van Art. Morning, Elise. Good morning. When we spoke last week about what it is that the tea clinic does, we had a lot of inquiries about can you help me? So today I have asked one of our patients, uh, Jonathan Mayer. Jonathan, good morning. Good morning. To uh, join us in studio to tell us about his experience at the tea clinic. So <clears throat> seven years ago, in my aesthetic practice, I was starting to notice a trend amongst my male patients. And it was about performance. They were complaining that it's becoming increasingly difficult to perform both on the sports field, in the boardroom, and in the bedroom. And I started trying to find a common denominator. And we stumbled upon hormone balancing and imbalances in hormones, especially in testosterone. Jonathan, you came to us two and a half years ago. That's right. What made you come? What what triggered you firstly to look for a solution <coughs> and then what made you decide on Something like the tea clinic, right? No, oh, thanks for having me. Um, well, the the desire really came from a combination of fast paced modern lifestyle, starting a new business, um, running it for four years, and, and getting to a, a point of what a lot of people term burnout, where um, you have a, a lack of energy in the morning when you wake up, a lack of motivation, a lack of desire. Um, extreme weight gain, uh, just not a very good sense of well-being, um, just a lack of wanting to do things, no drive. And I started Googling, you know, certain symptoms that cause burnout, and uh, one of them was, was an, a hormone imbalance. And I uh, went on to Google, looked at, you know, who, who are the people to come and see, and the tea clinic popped up. And um, from the first session that I met Dr. Mark, we had an instant connection, and I knew that I was in the, the right space to get my problems sorted out and um flattery will not give you a free treatment <laughs> <laughs> so. um but the, the the main driving force behind it wasn't the the physical aspects for me it was the mental aspects you know when when you start looking at mental health and the causes of it there's many different things but i i felt that i wasn't myself i, I could feel it every morning there was a desire for me to get back to my old self and um you know, but that was a gradual decline i want to say you just it was yeah yeah <coughs> it was and then it just got to a peak where you just said you know you, you can't something continue like this yeah, yeah. something's got to something's got to change yeah jonathan how old are you i'm 36 when did you start this business 
Um, well, that particular one, um, I, I got out of it in 2019, but I started that in 2015. Okay, so in 2015, yeah. you were 30 years old. Yes. And as an entrepreneur, this was not your first rodeo. No. No, and, and when I started this business, I was doing Ironman triathlons. Um, I was, I considered myself a boardroom jockey. Like, I was focused. Um, was coming up with solutions for other businesses. Was doing a bit of consulting work on the side. And by the time I got to 2019, I was operating at probably about 20% of my capacity. I just couldn't do things. I couldn't make decisions. I couldn't find solutions to problems. Um, I had mood issues. I just didn't want to get out of bed in the morning. Um, So as an entrepreneur, you can imagine if you don't have those elements at your disposal, your tools, your mind, your energy to, to do things, you can't go anywhere. You can't do anything in your business. You can't focus on new opportunities. Someone comes and have a conversation with you. You don't want to speak to them. You just don't want to deal with it. And um, you can't you can't have that as an entrepreneur. So that's why I knew I needed to make the change. And the journey's been quite an interesting one for me because, you know, we've gone through the the physical changes. I have a funny story about trying to rent a car this last holiday in December, and they didn't believe that my driver's license was mine because it's I would it's love old. to post those comparisons. <laughs> I'd show them Facebook photos to show that it yeah. is me. Um, but the biggest thing that that has been the transformation is my mind. My sharpest tool in my itinerary as an entrepreneur. I am so focused. I am at the level of focus that I was when I was 25. And I mean that. Like, I can make decisions on the fly. Um, I can handle challenges. Um, anxiety, you know, caused from stressful situations is half an hour as opposed to two days. Because you, you, you come up with a solution, you move on. And... For me, that is absolutely invaluable as an entrepreneur because I'm always available for an opportunity. You know, they always say luck is where chance meets opportunity. And for me, I feel like I'm always ready for the next opportunity. And that's been the biggest thing for me, to get this mind focused. Simpiwe, you've been part of a show now for quite some time. When, When you hear... Testosterone What do you think of? Well I think like You know I'm going to try to describe it on the sound Ah, <laughs> ah. <laughs> At, uh, <coughs> Absolutely yeah. You know what Let's get massive <laughs> Yeah like it's just like so oh, Let's go like yay <laughs> So i weights around in the gym yeah. um, <laughs> That's our first That really is what has come from years and years and years of misinformation, um, little, in- little knowledge, mm. and a lack of understanding. And you are right. Testosterone is the principal male sex hormone. And in development, it's responsible for the secondary male characteristics, like a deepening of the voice, you, like me, um, who don't smoke. I think I'll take it up. It will lower my voice. So, um, <laughs> but lowering of a voice, growth of certain types of hair in certain places, bigger muscles. But that's basically 
what it does during development. What the majority of us do not know or understand is that testosterone is made by the brain for the brain. It has an incredibly big role to play in functioning of the brain. Jonathan, mm. I go, it's, I think we did your consultation, your initial consultation, somewhere in 2019. Yeah. And back then already, I was telling you that the biggest effect of testosterone is where? The brain. On the brain. Yeah. And, and I can tell you that after, I can't remember back then, but probably within six to eight weeks, I could, I could physically feel the effects. Um, on on the brain, not on muscles and oh, so feeling strong. Actually, get bigger. You didn't feel like, yeah, I can do this. Actually, Jonathan, how much weight have you lost in the past two years? Uh, Thirty-six kgs. So, for people that think that testosterone is just for the guys in the gym, you are making. A big mistake for the people that just heard, oh my God, he lost 30 kilogram. If you think testosterone is a weight loss uh, medicine, it's not. Mm. What testosterone does help with is balancing of other hormone systems. Mm -hmm. Especially those in the brain It increases dopamine levels Dopamine we know Is one of our feel good Hormones Um, It creates A Behavior Of Reward and repetition It makes me feel good I want to do it again I want to continue with this Mm. Um, Do you have the motivation? And that, at least what you just said And for me It's most probably one of the biggest things Mm. That We see in our patients The guy in the boardroom Makes a better decision Easier and doesn't agonize over it, mm. and it's a good decision. Jonathan, was that your experience? Absolutely. The you know the the first effects that I actually noticed, and, and <coughs> I can really describe it because I felt it was I, and I'm assuming it was because of an imbalance on serotonin, dopamine, whatever it is. But once this the testosterone treatment really started taking effect, I started noticing colors again. Oh wow! Everything okay. was kind of grayed out. And then I started noticing colors again. And I thought that was quite interesting. That was the first thing. And then the second thing was my how my mood completely flipped to being one of happy rather than angry and upset and moody and what I call a firecracker, you know, snapping at people. If yeah. I uh, – I beg your pardon for interjecting. No. If I remember correctly, back then you were just going through a breakup. Um, or oh, it was just after a breakup. It was, yeah, it was after. I, if I can recall, yeah. Jonathan went through a lot of breakups. This last <laughs> <year>. <laughs> bus, bus, businesses, romantic, everything. Everything yeah. was going yes. down south. Like, <laughs> yes. Look, it's when when you're burnt out. But he's still like smiling and laughing. When 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 you're burnt out, like everything just stops working. Yeah. Like I can just tell you from a personal point of view, from a business point of view. When you, when you aren't balanced, when you don't have a good baseline, 
you're, you're not operating at your normal level every day, and that impacts your personal life, your business life, um, your sex life. All of those things are, are impacted. So, um, regardless of the breakup, uh, whether it's business or romantic, if you have got a good foundation behind you in terms of your baseline of your hormones and the way you feel, you handle those situations much better. Um, and that's been the biggest thing for me. Is I mean, even this morning, I, I had a stressful situation I had to deal with in the business. And I, in the past, I probably would have said to you guys, sorry, I can't come today. I've got these things I need to deal with. And this morning, just take the puppy for a walk, process the, the issue at hand, half an hour on the phone, come up with a solution, take a shower, get rid of it. And here I am at Cliff Central having a conversation about feeling good. Whereas in the past, I would have been sitting at home depressed going, oh, how am I going to handle the situation? This is such a problem. See, it's I the have end to, of the world. I have to do that in the shower because when I put the leash on Stefan, <laughs> you know, he's not going for a walk. So he's taking you for a walk. <laughs> but yeah. in, in case, actually, we're going through exactly the same thing at the same time. Um, we're yeah. also going through a little bit of a stressful uh, situation at yeah. the office. Um, Jonathan, Oh, actually, some peewee. Um, quiz time. Um, <clears throat> last week on the show, we spoke about the continuum of health. Do you remember that? Yes. Um, can you can you explain a bit of that to us? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's let's. Um, talk about the continuum of health. Okay. So, what what we look at is on the in the worst case scenario is mortality. In other words, death. Mm. And as we become better. You go from what we call mortality, death, to morbidity, how that affects us badly. And from morbidity, uh, this includes things like illness and symptoms. And as we become better and better and better... There's asymptomatic something. That's it. <laughs> to asymptomatic. Yes. And people think that that's where the continuum of health Ends. Mm. If I don't have symptoms, I'm not sick. But you could be sick. You could be. Yes. Especially with things that are asymptomatic, like hypertension. Mm. Um, the early onset of diabetes is asymptomatic. Cancer. Early onset, mm. asymptomatic. But the continuum of health actually extends far beyond asymptomatic. And it extends into good health, great health, and optimum health. This is where everything functions as it was supposed to function. Cell turnover is great. We're repairing tissue um, as it should be repaired. Um, so basically, this is that human that's born into this pristine environment with no social, no economic, and no environmental Stresses. Okay? That's where you should be at optimum health. Medical fraternity is confronted with death and illness. 
And most that's where most of us practice. What you have done, Jonathan, is you were symptomatic. I wouldn't call it ill, but you were symptomatic. You knew, you felt something was not right. And did you consult anyone before you came to us? Mm -mm. Dr. Google. Okay. (laughs) So So in this case, it's sometimes good to Google because that's how you found you guys. Do you know what? It's always good to Google. The problem with Google comes in mm. is how do I interpret what Google gives me? Yeah, you need because I do not have the skill, the knowledge, the background to interpret this. So it's not bad to Google. Just don't try and diagnose yourself exactly. with very little knowledge. Um, <clears throat> Elise, how many times did you have one or other horrible disease that will kill you when you were studying nursing? Every single time. Every and new disease yeah, we I, had. I, when I was pregnant, I even thought my child would be born with a, a cliff palate uh, problem because I was, uh, you know what I'm trying, what is this? Yeah. Yeah. Because I worked at that stage with babies. Cleft pallets. Cleft pallets, yeah. Jonathan, as an entrepreneur, Mm. how many times did, you know what, you have problems or thought you're going to run into a problem because you read something? Um, I suppose um, it depends on what you're looking for. Um, I'm not the kind of person that will, will typically go to Google for information, but I will look for the ability to solve a potential problem that I have. And I think entrepreneurs naturally will want to try and solve a problem that they have in their business, whether it's tax advice or um, you need a financial advisor or you need someone to help you with logistics or a digital person to help you with digital. What we don't do um, is consider our bodies as a resource, our brains and our bodies as a resource to our business. Why wouldn't you go to an expert to solve that for you because it is a resource in your business. Okay, so that, that's why I went on to Google to go, how do I solve this problem that I have, which is I'm not working at my optimum okay. health, as I you say. I want to touch on his journey as well. Before we touch on his journey, I see my phone is flashing and it's Dante um, screaming that there's some messages coming through um, and that... Um, on email and people are looking for our WhatsApp number. So if you want to get hold of Dante to give uh, or to ask questions, the WhatsApp number is 064-212-8701. Otherwise, go on to uh, the T-Clinic website uh, and find the contact details. The um, messages will get through to Dante and he'll pass them along. Okay, so just that number again, 064-212-8701. I'm still in my continuum. Okay, so Jonathan, you were symptomatic. Yep. And when we started treatment, we moved you from symptomatic to asymptomatic. And where are you today? I'm obviously asymptomatic, and I think I'm on my way to optimum health. I'd say that I'm about 90% there. I think there's a misconception where people think that you can solve 10, 15 years of bad lifestyle in a month. It doesn't, it doesn't work like that. 
So I'm I'm on this two and a half year journey. I had a bit of a whoopsie along the way, um, especially with hard lockdown, kind of disappeared. But why? From, um, I think it was just the uncertainty of what was going on, and and just kind of focused on emergency, dealing with businesses, working from home, the new way of life, and I stopped treatment for six months, and I actually got worse than before I went to treatment because I just stopped cold turkey. So so it's also very important to to speak to a professional on how you handle those things. So I should have picked up the phone and said, Dr. Mark, this is where I am. What do I do? Anyway, well, so when I arrived what- back, I got a bit of a rap over the knuckles and I had to start again. <laughs> so don't stop. <laughs> well, I have a question. When you did stop, did you think, I don't need this because I'm good? And you um, didn't realize you're actually going back into your old ways of dealing with things? Maybe. I think the primary reason was it was... 2020 hard lockdown the world's coming to an end what are we going to do <laughs> um you know it was and i mean that was a real life situation for all of us so i'm, I'm gonna i'm just going to throw this one in here yeah um jonathan did you check your emails uh, in 2020 yeah you did send me an email yes he read it and then he so actually i along the lines of send us your address so we can send you your treatment <laughs> So yes, it was that. So actually, I want us to stop there. Yeah. Um, the first thing I think that goes through people's minds is, oh, but when he stopped, he just said that he was worse off. And yes, that that will be the case mm. if you do not stop your treatment, as indicated. If you stop. Your blood pressure medication If you stop your Hormone replacement Mm. therapy Mm. If you stop your insulin Mm. You will be Worse off Than you were There's there's ways Of Mm. stopping medication Especially When we work in Hormone systems and where We work on creating Balance in the system because what we do is we create negative feedback loops um, in these hormone cascades. And when you stop something, it's like blowing a transformer. Um, I think all of us have, in the last couple of years, experienced the frustration of the power coming back on and something blows. Mm-hmm. And this is exactly the same as what happens with hormone balancing. There's ways and means of switching things back on. Mm. Um, if you blow the system, oh, you know what, for four or five days you're sitting in the dark while someone is trying to repair the blown transformer mm. or you have to go and get a new decoder. I don't know how many you've received in the past two years but mine goes on a regular basis even with search protect okay so um there's there's something i think we need to just stop at um and i would like to go into a little bit more detail on this one and that that's the symptoms of hormone imbalance mm. you've been on an incredible journey with weight loss and 
your gut. Yeah. We've spoken extensively on these shows and in previous podcasts with our gut coach, uh, Stacey Holland, regarding the role that hormones play in the gut. Mm. More so, the role the gut plays in our mental and brain well-being and how they affect the gut. Um, what triggered you to lose 30 kilograms? What was that journey for 36. you? 36. Well, okay, it's a half a person. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. It is. Um, well, okay, firstly, I, it wasn't, the, I didn't want to go on this journey to lose weight. It was first and foremost to feel feel better, to, to get back to myself, get back to my normal thoughts, you know, the, the person that I was used to, the thoughts that I was used to. Um, and once once I got the mental aspect right, I then started having conversations with myself about getting my physical performance back to the way that it was. And I know that that stressful lifestyle had impacted my gut. And as we're all learning, it's our second brain. Um, and there's a connection between the brain and our gut. And I needed to work on solving that second brain and, and getting it working optimally. And it's it's I don't think it's a journey that one can figure out in three months or six months. It's it, you know it's a couple of years to get it back to the way that it was. Um, but one thing I will say there isn't a one size fits all for everyone. Everyone's gut is different and the things that they're experiencing. But it's worth exploring and it's worth having conversations with professionals about because there is a massive impact that the gut plays in the way that you feel the way you digest your food, the certain foods that react to you in a certain way. And that all comes then back to your sense of well-being, your energy, the way that you sleep. Um, you know, all of those things tie back together. And if, if you have this balanced hormone baseline and you have your balanced second brain in place that can process your nutrition in the right way, it feels like you've put jet fuel in as opposed to diesel. So... Um Back to Sempiwe and Lise. What is the combined weight of the organisms in our gut? The combined? Weight. Oh, you can go first. <laughs> oh, God. You know what? <laughs> Do you not find it very frustrating, Jonathan, when you repeat stuff over and over and over again and no one listens? You know what? It's, it's trivial information that's in my brain. But I, think, I think we need to get some post-it notes uh, up in this place. Okay. So um, when, when we talk about the second brain, um, we need to understand that uh, from a developmental perspective as a embryo we develop in in the form of three tubes a neural tube which is responsible for forming the brain and your uh, central nervous system and then we have a cardiovascular tube which forms the heart and the blood vessels and the third tube is the gut so let's think about a single celled organism okay so one little cell what does it do it eats and poops mm. that's it it ingests food and it excretes waste so 
we evolved from that single-celled organism. And we need to eat and we need to poop. And everything else develops around that. Now, the gut and the brain formed in conjunction with one another. The brain cannot function without the gut because that's where its energy comes from. But the gut can function without the brain. In our gut, there's organisms that live there. That's responsible for keeping us alive. Those organisms, the combined weight of them, weighs as much as our brain. Sure. Didn't know that. The amount of organisms in the gut are four trillion, where the amount of cells that you have in your body is only three. So we are more microorganism than we are human Mm. we cannot live without them Mm. so when we look at our hormones that's secreted under control not only of the brain but other glands like your pituitary gland your pancreas etc etc a lot of these hormones All our sex hormones, for that matter, estrogen and testosterone, are metabolized inside the gut by these organisms that live there. These organisms then control the signals that these metabolites help give out to the rest of the body. So what happens in the gut affects the brain directly. Not only through the organisms that live there, but the nerves that run to the brain. There's as many nerve endings in the gut as that there are in the brain almost. Mm. And then hormones affect the brain and the gut. It's a circle and you don't know where the circle starts and in which direction because it goes in all of them at the same time. So... The importance of understanding whatever happens in your gut will affect your brain. And Jonathan, you felt that because when you started healing your gut, your brain started functioning better. Mm -hmm. But the moment that we started functioning better in the brain through the motivation, the energy, etc., etc., you started focusing on your gut well it, it felt like a natural instinct almost it was almost like my brain was telling me get your gut you, you've done this now get your gut it's right it's that gut feeling <laughs> <laughs> but there's a it literally simply like anyway, it's, it's specifically that we Jesus. think with our gut <laughs> our gut can function as a brain on its own and yes that gut feeling a feeling of Queasiness in a situation of fear or anxiety mm. is the gut reacting to environmental stresses. Mm. So your brain reacts on sensory stimuli. Mm-hmm. But is that where the hangry feeling comes from? Well, you know what? I'm You're always hungry hungry. And angry. Yeah. It's a link. I, I get very hangry these days. I don't have a lot of uh, body fat um, yeah. like I used to. Girls, by the way, um, Jonathan. 
is single and um, okay, now let's describe how Jonathan looks, all right, ladies? <laughs> Just, I'm all ears. I'm all ears. Um, you know what? He's the quintessential male. Good head of hair, slightly graying, uh, good nose, strong chin. What more do you want to know? I've earned my grey wings. They're starting to... And he's not too buff, you know, and he just... Uh, just lost, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. He, he lost yeah. like 36 kg. So I'm so going you know to tell you... I'm good. Gonna, uh, and... Um, Alice, who I know is listening, um, will attest to this. When Jonathan came in three years ago, he was labeled as one of the handsomer boys in the oh. practice. So now you should know what he looks like. Thank you. That's great. Okay. Um, back to serious matters. Where were we? Okay. Can I ask Jonathan? Mm. This was a question that or statement that was sent through on our light, um, WhatsApp line. Okay. And, and f- f- just to yeah, what your response would be with this I have no energy Really don't want to socialize Not much libido But I'm only 32 years old Yeah, it's um, my, my first comment on that is and I've obviously had conversations with friends That are in the same age group as me And um, th- you know, you're starting to see a lot of health conditions Popping up in 30s Whereas before it was 40s and 50s, people yep. were talking about real issues. And I think the modern lifestyle that we all live has put us under a hell of a lot more pressure. The water that we drink has a lot of nonsense in it. The food that we eat has a lot, a lot of hormones and things in it. And that is putting a lot of pressure on all of our systems. And I think it's, it's, it's time to actually have conversations and start thinking about these things in your 30s because it's no longer whether you're in your 40s or 50s. We, we often get con- uh, asked the question, when should I start? Mm. When should I start looking at my hormones? Yeah. So I think you've just answered that question um, when you start feeling symptomatic. Yes. Well, to, to respond to the, the message that that person just sent through, it sounds very similar to what I experienced Correct. a couple of years ago. So my and my response would be get to Dr. Mark as soon as possible and you know, get some tests I, done. I, and thank you for that vote of confidence. Absolutely. But I want to I want to actually say hormone imbalances present with vague not we take them as not serious symptoms bloating fatigue mood swings erectile dysfunction um, but they can they are indicators of serious underlying disease and you know it it can be you can have a decrease in erectile functioning as a sign of prostate cancer mm. question um with the symptoms um that you guys are talking about how do you know it's the dif- like the how do you differentiate its hormone imbalance and being depressed because someone could be like i'm, I'm tired i'm this and that and it could be symptoms <clears throat> of depression or it could be like symptoms of hormone imbalance. So, so what's the key this is the, difference? There isn't a difference. Okay. It was very interesting. On Monday evening, our last patient of the day was a 60-year-old doctor who specialized in psychiatry. Interesting, eh? Mm. And she came to us, and my very first question is, was... Doctor, why did you come 
to me. You know, as a medical practitioner and and my colleague and dear friend in Umschlango, Dr. Mary McKenzie, will hit me over the head when she sees me next time. Um, a lot of doctors, and this was the case with this doctor as well, self-medicate. Um, I, I, I don't consult other doctors unless I feel, okay, something is completely wrong and Elise can't fix me. Um, <coughs> no pressure. So I asked the question in that consultation regarding depression, anxiety, mood swings, irritability, energy loss, fatigue, no libido, etc., etc. And she was also very asocial, eh? Yeah. Yeah. And she's a it's a it's a patient who is being treated for depression anxiety a specialist in her field the symptoms of depression hormone imbalance jonathan you can relate mm. to these um, because I think you had that. You've gone through that. Yeah. Um, was it my hormones that were imbalanced or am I dealing with depression? Uh, well, for me personally, um, it, it was definitely a, a cause of hormone imbalance because once I started to get to a, a comfortable baseline on my hormones, all of those thoughts of depression and not wanting to get out of bed in the morning and not having energy or motivation or um, you know, just not wanting to see people That stuff starts to fade away Once you start getting to a baseline system yeah. um, And, the, you know, one, one can go through the symptoms I think everyone's symptoms will be unique Depending on, on um, their circumstances and their bodies But I think there's some commonality That people will experience The biggest thing for me And, and the, the way I can describe it And I, this is how I describe it to my friends And, by the way, they're all going to be queuing at your door pretty soon Is... Three Januarys ago, I didn't want to start work after holiday. I didn't want to see friends. I didn't want to see my staff. I didn't want to speak to clients. I didn't want to speak to suppliers. I didn't want to deal with cash flow issues. I didn't want to deal with uh, None of us want to deal with cash flow issues, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a difficult thing, but we it's a reality. We just flowing. It's a re- <laughs> just go to the tree outside. But it's a reality as an entrepreneur. Um, this January, not only have I... Waxed, and I can confidently say waxed everything in my current businesses. I started two new businesses in January. So if you compare that to the Jonathan three years ago, it's a very simplistic way to look at it, but it's a 350% performance improvement in my human operating system. And that is so valuable for a business owner or an entrepreneur to hear those kind of things to go, well, I want that as well. And that's how I describe it to my friends. Do you want to be like that? Absolutely. We all want to be back to our normal selves. We want to be optimum. What what I want to emphasize here is that although there are studies that show the beneficial effect of testosterone and high levels of testosterone on depression and anxiety, um, it's not a replacement for antidepressants, etc., mm. etc. Et I see it as a great add-on 
to psychiatric medicine because of a side effect profile of these medications. If we look at antidepressants, what the majority of our patients or patients complain of is um, antidepressants takes away their sex drive and their libidos. Um, it makes it difficult to maintain erections, for instance. Now, that in, them in itself, especially for someone who's in a relationship, leads to problems. Not only problems with intimacy, because I have no libido, I have no sex drive, but performance. And we know that that leads to sexual dysfunction, not only in the patient, but in the patient's partner. I think adding something like optimization of other hormone levels in um, together with um, our antidepressants, etc., etc., can help alleviate this, giving the patient a better outcome, not necessarily as a replacement for. Mm. So I, I, I want to clarify that. Um, we are dealing in medicine with effect of medications, and those are the positive things. That's what they're supposed to do. But hand in hand with that are side effects. Now, side effects we can anticipate. There's something a little further along the spectrum, and that is an adverse reaction when you give the appropriate medication in the appropriate dose um, for in the right way and a patient reacts unexpectedly and this is something that's just recently happened in our practice um, with a patient that we treated appropriately but as a result of the treatment um, and the comorbidities, comorbidities that she had and that she presented with presented with hair loss now hair loss in anyone is uh, distressing I, I know when I started losing my hair it was incredibly distressing for me now do that in a female um, and you know it, it's, it, it really creates emotional havoc but it was an adverse reaction so we need to understand with treatment comes responsibilities both from the practitioner as well as the, the patient to use the medication as, as it's indicated um, being adherent and we spoke about that at length is what Jonathan experienced when he stopped his medication um, he was not involved uh, or did not involve us in the decision making Naughty naughty So um, we, he acted and we acted um, In good faith um, And in our own interests I think Jonathan You stopped because You thought it was in your interest to stop uh, Well I, I wouldn't say it was in my interest I think it was just 
you know things were so intense in the world out there that one starts to override that with other priorities but what what I will say is when you're on a good record with something stick with it don't don't think that you're okay and you can skip your treatment with your doctor for a few months and think that you can get straight back to it but it I also work. think you need to um, I, I just want to ask you and for everybody else's benefit you also experience side effects and you know you came with it and we discussed it and we yeah. treated the side effects yeah. or explained it etc um, what side effects did you experience um I'm trying to think. At least, what uh, there were quite a few. Yeah, um, gynecal, uh, not uh, sensitive. Oh yes, um, sensitive nipples. Yeah, nipples. Yes. Etc. You know, it's just because she bit too hard. <laughs> <laughs> Stop <laughs> using crocodile clamps for nipple clamps, Elise. <laughs> so no, um, yes. So when we talk about that, testosterone—the natural conversion of testosterone—is into estrogen. Mm. When we are sensitive and when we have a lot of estrogen receptors um, around and in the breast tissue, it can create sensitivity there. Mm. Yeah. It's something that's easily managed. Yeah. What I'm but trying it is to a say possible is side communicate effect. It mm. And then we can you have address to, you have to You have to tell your doctor. Yeah, you, you, can't, you can't hide it. You yeah. can't feel embarrassed or... You know, no, it's, because it's, it's, it's not in your best interest. Well, you yeah. wouldn't hide certain information from your tax specialist, and you wouldn't hide information. Wow. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't. You can. You're going to have some interesting outcomes. But um, what the point is, is, is you call on professionals to handle certain elements in your life or in your business. You've got to listen to them, take their advice, and you've got to share. You've got to communicate. Yeah, and as well, be adherent to the treatment plan. Mm. Not Be aside. part of yeah, a treatment. And be part. Um, it's very interesting that we are starting to see younger and younger people yes. presenting in the practice, both men and women, mm. with the same symptoms as what you presented with. And I want to run through them again. Yeah. Anxiety for me is one of the biggest ones that I'm seeing in the practice. Yeah. It's also like a hot word now. Like a lot of people my age will be like, I'm so anxious. You know, I suffer from anxiety. Like a lot of people now throw that term as if it's just another day in the office. So what do you understand under the term of anxiety, Simpiwi? Because in, in medical terms, it's, I, I think a lot of medical terms are misconstrued in your day-to-day vernacular. Yeah. So... That was a nice word. <laughs> That's a big word. Uh, I think if I had to describe it, when someone says to me they're feeling anxious, they, they have like this... Um, almost panic like um, emotion going mm. on. So, like for instance, I'm talking to you guys, and then all of a sudden, I feel like the walls are coming in, and mm. I feel like I'm not in control of the situation. I feel like so I'll start. Maybe my heart will beat faster. I'm like a bit like, and there's a lot going on in that moment. So you start feeling. I think that's how I describe feeling anxious. You just don't know what's going on in that moment. You don't know how to control yourself in that moment. Collect yourself and. Yeah, then you need a minute, you know, to do some breathing exercises or whatnot, and then next minute you feel sort of kind of better, but I'm not too sure if you do. You do know that I'm sitting with this very wicked grin on my face. <laughs> At least you know where I'm going with this. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, so Pira, I will not go there. Jonathan, I will tell you after the show what this is all about. So, um, anxiety, motivational issues. I, I want to go back and just say, as we, as we said in the promo for the show, I'm not performing in the bedroom. I'm not performing in the boardroom. And I'm not performing on the sports field. Mm. I, I think those are the things that more and more people are starting to present with. Um, and they go to their doctor and they don't communicate this clearly. Or we take a look at your blood results. You know, we go and take the basic bloods. We look at kidney function. We look at your glucose metabolism. We look at the liver function. If you're older, we take a look at your heart function. Um, and, uh, you know, more and more doctors now are starting to to take a look at hormones, but not everyone. Mm. And I do a physical examination. I take a look at your blood pressure. I take a listen to your heart. I listen to your lungs. Um, I feel your abdomen. I don't feel any masses. I stick my finger up your bum. Um, I feel your boobs, blah, blah, blah. You're okay. He makes it sound so good. <laughs> <laughs> It is. <laughs> um, but you know what, when your doctor tells you you're fine mm. or your blood pressure is slightly up, let's change your medication mm. and you'll be okay. And you walk out there and the doctor did his job. You're asymptomatic. The doctor's not finding anything overtly wrong with you. Yeah. It does not mean that you are in good health. Yeah. Um, and I think with what's been happening in the world, the amount of fear, uncertainty that we are dealing with and confronted with on a daily basis results in um, higher levels of physiological and emotional stress which then translate into symptoms and signs and cause emotional um, mental mm. cognitive signs and symptoms and those can directly be related to the effect that stress from a physical, emotional, environmental perspective will have on your brain and your body. And if I may add on to what you just said, Dr. Mark, I think there's also a fourth one, which is I'm not performing with my relationships. And I think that's also been a, a big uh, change for me, going back to wanting to socialize with friends, wanting to see people, the desire to go out and network again. You know, what, what, what the treatment has done for me is it's put me back to the old Jonathan of I'm, I'm a great networker that's that's one of my strong talents mm. and the fact that I couldn't do it my business and my personal well-being was being impacted because I am slightly extroverted and that's how I you know run my life and how I recharge my batteries and how I feel happy I go and interact with people and the fact that I was just lying on the couch or lying in bed not wanting to do those things you know overall well-being declines significantly um, if you want to call that depression, if you want to call that hormone imbalance, whatever that is, I'm not the doctor. But what I will say is, for me, the fourth one is not performing with relationships. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. Certainly my friends can relate to that because modern lifestyle has has impacted 
that last one of not wanting to go and network. So I'm the guy forcing everyone to go for coffees now. And it's, <laughs> it's um, you know, it, it, we are a pack animal. Yeah, we need to socialize. Yeah. So, so I want uh, we we running out of time. So I want to go through the major groups of symptoms. These are the things that I discuss with my patients in our consultations. And if one of if you answer yes to one of these, you can benefit from consulting your physician, your doctor, because it can be and most probably is an indication of something more serious that's underlying and that's slumbering, but at some point it will wake up. So in our, in my consultations, we have our six big groups and we've discussed this on many podcasts. So let's go through them again. If there's a change in your sexual functioning, whether it being libido, sex drive, erectile functioning, vaginal lubrication, pain, etc., etc., consult your doctor. Emotional and mental issues in the sense of my mood is down. I'm not feeling upbeat. I have mood swings that I cannot explain Irritability We're all irritable Especially when we're driving in traffic But if that irritability If you start snapping at the kids Or the dogs or whatever There's an underlying reason for this Anxiety and depression When we go over to Higher function Cognitive function There's a decline in concentration And ability to focus Motivation and drive that start decreasing. Brain fog, memory lapses, or finding it difficult to remember or recall simple things as, I know what that guy's name is. It will come to me. And 30 seconds later, he does. There's a problem. When we look at the declining energy levels and constant fatigue, sleep problems. If you do not wake up refreshed in the morning, you need to seek help. There's a problem, and this is going to result in serious side effects. For instance, heart attacks and strokes. Untoward changes in weight, whether it's weight loss or weight gain. There's a problem. You need to go and find help, chat to your doctor. For me, the two major things, and Jonathan, I think you can attest to this, is if there's a decrease in your physical well-being, score your physical well-being for yourself out of 10. Mm. If you are below a 7 or an 8, you have a problem. We all should be physically at a 9 or a 10. Yes, I've broken my leg and I have a knee problem or whatever. That's fine. But if you're physically not feeling well, you have a problem. You are no longer asymptomatic. Mm. And for me, the biggest one of all this, if there's a decline in the quality of your life, seek help. If you want to get hold of us, it's easy. You can um, call the tea clinic um, on the Johannesburg number. It's 010-824-1393. 
Um, you will find us on all the social media platforms. Um, our website is www.vitclinic.com. Um, if you want advice, if you want help, call us. Um, we work nationally as well as internationally. Jonathan, um, it's been a privilege to have you on the show to share your experience of how powerful optimal health can be, but how hard the journey sometimes is. Um, I thank you, and I think that our listeners um, found your experience insightful. Um, we will be back next week. Exactly what we're talking about. Um, I am going to venture as would be sexual functioning in men. Sister Elise, is that true? <laughs> Sounds true. interesting. Okay. And so then I just want to congratulate Jonathan on his progress and his persistence and his to get to where he is. Thank you. Now. Well, thank you to both of it's you. It's very satisfying. No, and thank you for both of you helping me get to my, my optimal self. And like I said, I feel like I'm 25, and it's a great feeling. Yeah, you've done all the work as well. Thank you. Thanks for the guidance. Pleasure. Pleasure. Have a great day, everyone. Bye, Sophie. Bye. <laughs> the Tea Health Show, medical lifestyle show.